Hello guys. Welcome to the first episode of Fearless Founders powered by Leadflux Martech. It's an initiative to celebrate the first generation founder, the journeys of first generation founders. We often talk about the unicorns, but we always don't talk about some of those startups who are actually making big out there and building up their own community. In this series of fearless founder episode we are going to talk about how these first generation founders are actually making an impact on india's economy what challenge they are facing and how they are actually overcoming these challenges and that's the reason the name of this talk show is fearless founder in the first episode today we're going to feature navya agarwal she is a founder of iv which which is an abbreviation of i value every idea she is a product designer by education and entrepreneur at heart mother of two nordic kids a dog lover and a true leader who believes in upskilling herself so let's welcome navya hi navya how are you doing hi mayur i'm good how are you I'm doing good, and sorry for a small technical glitch. We we actually started a bit late, but that's that's okay. No worries. Can you hear me properly? Yes, I can. Wonderful. So now we are welcome to the first episode of Fearless Founders, and we are gonna discuss a lot of things here. How how you started? What's your journey? And in this next thirty to thirty-five minutes, we're gonna unfold. few things that how you are actually making the difference out there so just just to understand few things from you if you just can help us out that what's the startup what's iv that is i value every idea and what's the mission and vision behind it right uh, so uh, like you already mentioned ivi stands for i value every idea uh, i'm a product designer and i started ivi with the uh, basic vision to start and see how my designs actually uh, appeal to the public uh, so back when i started there was uh, no uh, category as such that i'd say i want to focus on a diy category or a workspace category but today we have a clear definition where we say we want to be category industry leaders in diy space and workspace essentials and uh, we basically uh, provide uh, sustainable living solutions to the rural artisans as well so uh, apart from manufacturing uh, products that are well designed and aesthetic in nature what we also trying to do is use rural artisans to create those products and uh, you know uh, modify help modify their skills as well that's that's amazing and there are very few startups that are actually creating this uh, social impact as well so when i say when i say what's the vision that you are driving in this and what the kind of vision that drives you to make a difference in their lives uh so basically what we trying to do here is we trying to train people who are not uh, employed already right so uh, especially in the field of carpentry uh because we have most of our products that are wooden uh and uh, where our manufacturing unit is it's in sitapur this is near lucknow in uttar pradesh uh we have a lot of people who we can train to create these products so even if they don't continue to work with us in the near future right they are sustainable so what we are doing is basically training them from scratch then they continue uh, with us or they continue elsewhere right now in the process it's a win win for us as well because we get our products and 
uh, most of them stay with us so right uh, that's good for us that's that's great so how did this iv happen like what was what was that what moment or a catalyst that you thought that it could be a it could be a, a startup where you can create this social impact right uh, so uh, i did not start really with the uh, thought to create a social impact uh, being very fair and honest uh, basically when i started uh, i was uh, doing my major design project in college and i needed to create a few mock ups and samples right for that i needed the help of the uh, people who could actually shape the furniture pieces for me and help me create my mock up uh i'd gone back to my hometown i did my education in bangalore so i'd gone back to my hometown for a vacation and there i met these artisans uh, only to realize that uh, you know they were so enthusiastic about trying to create a mock up right they did not got a chance to create something like this uh, they were only creating windows and doors so Hmm. they were all very excited right so like my project sort of became everybody's projects they had ideas and they had more ideas and they started helping me uh develop and grow it which is when i realized that this is a very nice team right so right. to start up basically you need a team and i thought i already found mine right so if i can design and they can create uh, i thought that uh, combination was already there and we started creating products uh, whatever i could think of back then uh, from whatever i had learned and we started exhibiting in flea markets and uh, exhibitions trying to take a lot of customer feedback mm-hmm. uh, and then there was no looking back right it just went on to an organic growth that's great that's great so when in the process i'm sure uh, there are plenty of such things that has happened where you you might have like transition from one thing to another i was going through some of the details as well and i also read that you were a, a co-founder of a company called work in progress and then it moved to iv so what's that story uh, so work in progress uh, so you know uh, i have been working since college uh, like uh, while doing my graduation i was freelancing as a graphic designer uh, there's a certain joy i find in just doing something right and uh, while in my product designing uh, course right we were four people in the batch and mm-hmm. all of us got together to create this firm called work in progress okay uh, we started creating uh, clocks uh, wall clocks and since we were all product designers you know our wall clocks were all very differently done and uh in bangalore there is an exhibition called sunday soul sante yes. and we started exhibiting there you know and in college that was like the first business that we did uh it taught us a lot right uh, in terms of procuring material doing the basic accounting and that also somewhere uh told me that okay we can start something mm. of course that was a very small time project we all sort of knew it's not a long term uh thing it only lasted till we were in college uh but yeah i mean it was a good experience yeah i'm sure you would have learned a lot of things because then you are maybe you don't have a fear of failure but then you are producing a lot of good stuff yeah right so um, in this startup arena actually what happen is people talk about a lot of iits and iims and all these kids get a lot of limelight so how did you like get into this when it comes to startup what's what's the kind of academic background you have so i've done my graduation from christ university bangalore uh, and post that i've done a product designing course from raffles millennium again bangalore 
before that, I've been in a boarding uh, first Nenital and then Rajasthan. So that's the kind of educational qualification that I have. Definitely not an IIT IM product. Uh, but uh, there's one thing that I can definitely say that you know, uh, starting up requires, of course, I mean, uh, a lot of knowledge, but also the courage to start. Right? I mean, uh, I think that becomes one of the very important factors. I mean, we all have a lot of ideas, but I think we just don't give them enough uh, uh, importance to start. Uh, I think that's where uh, the problem is. And it's not just about where you've studied from. Great. That's, that's, that's where I think now, if you see again, a lot of, um, uh, you can say a startup, which is coming from the tier two and tier three cities don't have much of IIT IM, but they are able to make impact. And that's where the beauty of Indian startup ecosystem is happening, where we see even even certain unicorns like people don't come from IITs and IIMs and creating such impact. We would love to understand your childhood because of product designing as an education and then career. So what was your childhood was about? Like I'm sure it is we, we like could be of an 80s kid, right? Yeah. So uh, uh, like I said, I've been in a boarding. Uh, so I come from Sitapur, right? So we didn't have a lot of. Uh, good educational uh, institutes there. So my parents decided to send me in a boarding, which I am very grateful for, actually, as opposed to what people have, uh, you know, perceived a boarding school is. I think that's one of the best things that everybody should really experience that. That said, uh, I uh, was in Nenital, then Rajasthan. Uh, so most of my life was there and then Bangalore for around five to six years. Uh, uh, my father has been a very big motivation for me. Uh, unfortunately, he is no more. Uh, but uh, he had this sort of an attitude towards life, you know, that whatever he'd do, he'd do it with all his heart, you know. He'd just give it uh, his all. And I think uh, that is something that I've really caught on. Uh, and uh, that has been with me and really helped me in my work as well. Uh, uh, and then, of course... Uh, Product designing was a decision. Uh, basically, uh, I wanted to do animation, actually. Uh, so uh, with my college and graduation, I took up a graphic designing course. Uh, there's this institute called Arena Multimedia. There are a lot of chains for Arena and Mac. So I did that part time. Uh, I was uh, very ambitious, actually. So you know, after my college, then four to six, I'll go to Arena just to learn graphic designing and website designing. And then there was this particular model where they uh, taught 3D modeling, right? So this could be a little technical, but then that is where you actually design 3D products. Now that is the part that actually I liked better than uh, graphic designing and that was product. So that's why product designing. Right, and I can totally relate to that being an 80s kid because I was a part of NIIT and AppTech. So that, that goes there that there was so many of animation institutes were coming up that point of time. Some of them were like national chains and some of them were like smaller things up there. So, um, see, there is a lot of talk hap happens between the work-life balance and mental, uh, emotional well-being and uh, me time and all these. And, and being a founder, being an entrepreneur, we go through a lot of such things right now. So how do you manage actually that's being, being, being a mom and then lot of other things and then uh, running the successful startup and how the work-life balance is, is at your front? 
so i am not sure i have uh, perfected that uh, area you know i think there's always uh, a new schedule that i make for myself at least once a month uh, wherein i'd allot a different time to the kids and a different time to myself and a different time to my work um, you know a little change in their routine say suddenly summer vacations and i have to reschedule everything but uh, what i like doing is a lot very specific time uh, to everything so when i'm working actually i am only working so even if i'm working for 4 hours i make sure that the output is worth at least 8 to 9 hours mm-hmm. and similarly when i'm with my kids i leave my phone aside and so even you know when i'm with them they have all my attention uh, we have a, a very strict routine at my house you know we sleep on time we get up on time so Eight o'clock, you know, the kids sleep. Everybody's on bed, so that's enough me time, you know. Post that um, mornings, we get up like at five thirty. So again, if you have a good morning time, right, that the day just becomes longer. So yes. I think just having a very strict schedule uh, helps, right? And also having no schedule on Sundays, I think that's also very important. So. <laughs> Right, right. When you say eight, eight, eight p.m. in the night and five thirty in the morning, I'm like, that's super strict schedule. <laughs> so they've got used to it, right? My kids have got used to it. We've all got used to it. Now feels more comfortable, right? So yeah, and as the one thing that you mentioned very right is when you wake up at five thirty a.m., the day seems to be much longer. You like you feel that you have done so much of one work, and it is just ten a.m. in the morning. Yeah, that, that's correct. Yes, <laughs> right, right. So um. when you started i'm sure as you said that from college days you started working on your ideas then four friends came to, along created a startup and then you moved on to this one so what are the kind of challenges that you face or i'm sure there are few challenges that that is still very very uh, visible to you right now that you feel that this is one that i conquered it and i'm i'm very good at so what is that challenges that you faced and you still i'm sure you're still facing those So, would you like to just highlight that as well? Yeah. So, Mayur, I personally believe challenge is nothing but an opportunity to learn, right? So, I mean, every time there's a hurdle or a challenge, right? All we need to do is learn everything because there's somebody somewhere who would have faced a similar situation, right? And internet is there available. So, uh, if you just learn and uh, from others' experiences and try applying, I think. the way is much easier so i would say i've never been stuck at a major challenge like that because uh, i've always liked to you know like i say i'm always a student first because i've always liked to learn about it and educate myself before assuming that this is a problem that cannot be solved right yes. uh now uh, maybe when it started up uh, uh the biggest challenge i think at that time was trying to convince these artisans that i'm there for long you know it's not like a project that i'm working with because this is a long term thing because their livelihood depended on it right yes so uh, uh thankfully in product designing they've uh, taught us how to work with various machinery and like i can actually uh, use a circular saw or a cutter and everything sand a product and make a chair or furniture piece myself right uh, so initially i actually had to show that to my team to uh, get a lot of trust from them uh, because being a woman at that time a very young girl and uh, you know they thought that i'm just probably killing time or just yes. doing something for time pass so just trying to that gain that trust was one major challenge hmm. uh, 
post that i think uh, every challenge has been an opportunity uh, as such you know uh, even during covid we came up with a lot of new products and ranges and uh, suddenly online offline shot then online opened up so it was always an ongoing curve right a process great great and and that, that's what my lead to my next question is during covid time where everything was stand still except the essential thing how did you guys manage to survive how did you because as i said artisans were also dependent on you guys and based on your sales and the kind of product that you guys are in are not essential so what how did you guys manage during those tough times so what happens mayur is that usually when you're doing your day to day routine work right you get very little time for designing and product development yeah. we used all the lockdown period for that and the moment that you know uh, everything opened up we had so many new products right and for our artisans we paid them for that period you know because the kind of products that we had developed we were sure that's going to kick in right. so uh, you know being able to just focus on product development and not operations was actually something that i thought of as very good for myself as well right otherwise only probably one hour or one and a half hours would go into product development and then the operations part and everything and since i am a product designer you know that is one thing that i like doing and all my team you know even the person who looks into social media the one who looks into e-commerce everybody became product developers at that time you know and we all just designing great yeah so that means the covid has actually been a catalyst for you guys to brainstorm a lot of new things and come up with yes. new ideas definitely definitely that, that's amazing that somewhere i was also reading about a story of sushma and and how she so i just want to understand that what was that actually right so uh, what happened is after i met the first uh, team of artisans uh, uh, who uh, i said that they work with me in my major design project right now they were like four and then their relatives and everybody was like 10 uh but i needed more skills right so uh, i started uh, sending out a word in and around through the people in my house or people who worked in my father's office uh that anybody who has anything to show right any skill just mm. come meet me we'll see if we can do something right anything creative mm. sushma so used to do mehndi uh, work right she used to apply mehndi for people on their hands Yeah, we have a range in iway called mehndi kala okay uh, so what we did was we uh, asked her to start applying mehndi on the wooden products right uh, using a marker uh, mm-hmm. so we basically paint the surface black and we give her like metallic silver and golden markers and asked to start painting that right yes so this entire range was born uh, through her and then uh, since she was very creative she said didi mere ko na thoda plain pieces de do मैं भी कुछ बनाऊंगी घर पे यू नो लाइक जस्ट गिव मी सम वुडन पीसेस समथिंग अगेन नाउ दोस प्लेन पीसेस वर समथिंग दैट शी हैड आस्क फॉर बट इट जस्ट स्ट्रक मी दैट देयर सो मेनी पीपल हु माइट नीड दिस राइट सो वी स्टार्टेड आवर डीआईवाई रेंज ऑन Amazon वी वर एक्चुअली द फर्स्ट टू स्टार्ट दिस डीआईवाई एमडीएफ बेसिस ऑन Amazon एंड टुडे देयर आर सो मेनी सेलर्स डूइंग इट बिकॉज़ देयर जस्ट सो मच डिमांड फॉर दीस प्रोडक्ट्स दैट वाज एक्चुअली सरप्राइजिंग uh today sushma does all this and she's also a warehouse manager you know because she's just given us too much right right uh, in terms of idea and growth so yeah that's amazing and that's where um that shows also that some of those major giants that how they become major giants because the people who are working together who have a 
same vision and same passion and they are able to see it in the same direction if there are people who are looking at the opposite direction you hardly will go nowhere so right. this is a pure, this is a very great example that how someone with with such a small initiative can actually start an entire diy series at iv that's amazing and and uh, what are the setbacks that make you more focused like we all get lot of setbacks and one way to look at setbacks is to see the the next level of that so what are some of those setbacks who made you more confident that what you're doing is 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 can be led to any extent uh so i've had two major setbacks uh i wouldn't say they made me more confident uh, but they definitely made me realize that what i have to do i have to do it now uh, so uh, i met a major accident around 4 5 years back uh, which could have uh, you know been uh, the end of things right so uh, when you come out of a situation like this you realize that whatever you want to do you have to do it now right i mean life's not going to wait for you uh to keep planning 10 years down the line 20 years down the line think we'll do this do something do it now you want to make something big make it now you want to launch a product launch it now if you already thought of it develop on it uh and uh, then after i lost my father around 3 and a half years back uh so you know earlier whenever i had uh, problems right you know like anybody you know would just you know call him you know ask for advice and you always had uh, someone looking uh, after you you know at least that's how you felt you know you had like an umbrella um but after he left you know uh, there were a lot of decisions that i would have not ever been able to take without him which i had to take myself right uh, and that is when it was there that now you, whatever you have to do you have to do yourself right you take the decisions you can't just keep waiting for people to advise you I mean, of course, listen to them, but then you have to, you know, make a choice, and you don't have to uh, always have someone tell you that okay, what you're thinking is right. Go ahead. Sometimes right. that has to be your own call, right? Yes, yes. So as as I can totally see that your father has been a true inspiration to you. What are the other inspiration source or those those maybe you do it and 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 the your kind of a business where. lot of people has this kind of thing as their hobby to do lot of thing but you are in that business so what are your hobbies and what exactly you do in your unwinding to unwind yourself uh i know i think i read a lot about what is happening in the industry uh i think that is pretty much what i do i want to hear about other founders i want to see what they have done um or uh, if i'm not doing this i'm probably uh trying to read about parenting and trying to get that right so uh, i think uh, uh, this is pretty much what i do my uh, elder son plays chess so sometimes i do try my hand at that as well uh, but yeah that's pretty much it that's and that's where my next question is there as you said you read about lot of industry so we uh, are in a d2c kind of an industry right now so what was the future of d2c industry that you're looking right now d2c industries majorly dominated by lot of cosmetic and apparel brands and all these and ayurveda and all that but where do you see the d2c industry is going in next couple of years uh so uh you know there have been uh, varied opinions and i think there's no right answer to this question but 
how i see it is that uh, direct to consumer maybe not but digital first brands you know because even now see uh, we call the brands d2c but we're selling via amazon mm. so then that's actually there is somebody between you and the consumer right so we can just call ourselves maybe digital first here uh but uh, i think uh, with so many people going online there's a huge uh, scope for that there's a huge market for that mm-hmm. uh, and uh, definitely it's only going to grow right but uh, a lot of dependency on say uh, facebook and google advertising i think that is where the problem is mm-hmm. i think that should be a part of where the revenue comes in from mm-hmm. and any brand that truly understands that uh, that you know uh, focusing on retention or focusing on uh, conversions uh, quality uh, customer satisfaction are uh, very 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 important any brand that invests on these uh, invests on going uh, via different channels be it global be it offline uh, and does not completely depend on uh, facebook google and shopify converting those orders i think there's a lot of scope okay great so and what's this new venture that you guys are into or especially you into a future wagon so can you just show us what's exactly right. that now uh so future wagon is a very interesting concept right so we're a house of brands and uh unlike the house of brands that you probably heard of uh <laughs> not roll up commerce but uh We're house, so Iway is now a part of Future Wagon, and I'm the co-founder for Future Wagon. So what we're trying to do is that uh, we're trying to sustainably grow uh, design-led brands, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Brands where there's a graphic designer, product designer involved, somebody who understands the product, who's invested in creating that product, right? And we help them scale that brand, okay? Right? And we're not saying that we're going to do it without the founder, so. we sort of form a partnership with the founder where the founder wants to be involved long term right mm-hmm. and we do this together involving the founder instead of acquiring the brand uh, full fledged so are you saying that you guys are are uh, seems to be an accelerator kind of thing to them to giving them lot of support um we doing pretty much everything for them right like from operations to marketing and we telling them to focus on the product all right so if they can focus on the product we'll take care of everything else and we form like a partnership which helps both of us that's an interesting concept and you right. focus on only on the design led companies uh for now yes uh, but design led or anyone who has an interesting product to offer but yes the product has to be well thought of be it in terms of design utility or you know trying to bring in something entirely different but it has to be a very very unique uh, concept or a product Great, and that leads to the another question: Is I see that all of your product line is basically has a lot of wood in it. So, what's this love for the wood actually? Right. So uh, again, uh, when I was doing my uh, product designing course, right. Uh, so we were working with a lot of materials, starting from metal, glass, uh, wood, plastic, acrylic, recycled, everything, right. Uh, for some reason i've just found wood to be the most interesting of all right because uh i feel uh one i think i'm also very comfortable with the machinery than was wood right i mean i think i'm able to uh, make the products better let's say uh and then it it was sort of in sync right i 
found people also who worked with wood for my first major design project and uh, i have been able to design better in wood it is unlike plastic very eco friendly sustainable we use recycled wood you know wood that is waste uh, for a lot of industries that is why we create all these miniatures uh, so it's just been good but i'm not stuck on wood i mean if i do come across another material and it works why not right right and um, before we wrap up i have a very uh, kind of cliche question but it still needs to be asked because that's where the soul of this entire episode is is that what's the kind of advice that you would love to give to a budding entrepreneur what's the few things that they should consider whether it is there in a product or whether it is there in a service what's the advice that you will give in this budding entrepreneurs uh i'm not sure if i'm the right person to advise somebody but um if i have to say something i think uh, i would uh, say what my brand stands for right so say uh, value every idea right so a lot of times these ideas that come to us right are a product of our subconscious mind mm-hmm. uh and we just think of something and rubbish it uh, we don't even give it enough respect uh, we don't develop on it and i think i would just say that uh give it the due respect as come out of your own head right develop on it work on it and uh, see what happens and of course continue learning i think the moment learning stops growth stops right so uh yeah that's it that amazing amazing session navya we learned a lot of things about you about the industry and how things have like working for you and and best of luck for your new venture future wagon i'm sure you'll be able to create so many amazing brands under this now and this is for it for the first episode guys she is navya and she is doing amazing work in a product industry stay tuned for our next episode and we wish you best of luck navya for your future thank you thank you all right thanks bye bye